Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for listening. Today's episode is brought to you by Tate Sports Cards. If you love, if you're a lover of all sports cards, uh, please get in contact with Matthew at Tate Sports Cards. He has all your needs sorted. Today's episode is all about the state of origin wash up and then our changes for game two. We've got who we think is the Dragons coach moving forward. The Dylan Brown situation and what it means for the Parramatta Eels for their run home. Also, which team we think is going to make a run for the top eight and which team or teams we think are going to slide out. Enjoy the episode. Alrighty, everyone. Welcome back. We are live once again for our round 15 talking points and... A big episode this weekend, or this week, we've got quite a bit to talk about. Um, I've got a list of things. I obviously want to dissect State of Origin first, but what I want to do is I want to talk about, I want to introduce first, we've got Sid, um, a lot of uh, listeners will recognise him, he used to, uh, he's a League of Inches regular, so welcome back, Sid, good to see you. And then hey, boys. Matty Boy's back, M-Tady Sports TV. The Eels jumper back on. They've got, had the buy, got the two points. Uh, a little uh, bit of off-field incidents, which we're going to yeah. dissect in a, in a minute, and uh, we'll, we'll go from that. So, And I also want a quick shout-out. Matty can help me out with this. Take sports cards, obviously, on the page yeah. as a sponsor. Um, just for those interested, Matty, just give yourself a quick little plug for the business. I appreciate everything you're doing for the page. Yeah, so. no, I've been a collector for most of my life. Um, as you can see in the background there, quite a bit of cards. But, yeah, I've been a collector pretty much over 20 years and running an eBay store and kind of want to take it to that next level. And, yeah, just thought I'd help some people out and jump on the podcast as a sponsor and get it out there. And yeah. I appreciate it. Let's get stuck into it. State of Origin's been done, game one. Um, a couple of passionate ESFLs people on this uh, video, so we're, we're still reluctant to talk about it too much, but here we are. Um, let's obviously talk about where it went wrong for the New South Wales Blues first. And Maddie, I want to turn to you. And what what's your... Now that you've had time to think about it, dissect everything, what happened? Uh, I can't, literally I can't describe it. Like when when they got in front with a couple minutes to go, I thought, oh yeah, we'll be right. And then, yeah, obviously, obviously that, just soft tries as well. Like that was the most frustrating thing. Like how do you, three people in cover not take Cobo out? Like, I don't know, I I think where we went wrong is playing favourites and not picking on form. Yeah, I, I think that's been a big uh, part of it all. Sid, what are your thoughts initially on, on the loss for the Blues? Yeah, very similar uh, to Matt. Um, I think you're yeah, picking favourites. Um, I, I, I don't mean to – I don't like to single out players, like uh, try not to be too negative, you know, like your keyboard warriors online. But I think um, – I think Tedesco's over the hill. He just, um, for me, if you look at his body in, in years gone by, his muscles were just like busting out of his shirt, his arms, his legs. Now he just looks like he doesn't look like a regular player. He looks like a personal trainer. You know what I mean? 
he's just gone down a peg. And his whole game is based around the power. Um, and he doesn't really pass, what, despite what they say. You know, he's got a shocking step, if you ask me. Uh, he steps like he's barefoot, you know. He runs one way and then and it sort of stops, uh, like, with both feet. And then he runs the other way. And, then, and that's why he's doing yeah. all that crab stuff. It the often ends up Jibroski. halfway on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, just, again, not, not, not to single him out, but a lot of players were, were, were there uh, on favouritism rather than on form. Yeah, just on, obviously you've mentioned his name, so we may as well jo- uh, jump straight into the James Tedesco part uh, because there's been a lot of talk about him and his selections moving forward now. I don't think he'll get dropped. He'll be there for at least the rest of the series to see what happens. But as captain, he doesn't have a very good record at the moment at all. I think we've only won one of the last, I think, three or four that he's been involved as captain. So it's not the best record. Uh, personally, he's probably been one of the better players over that period, which does hold him in a higher sort of stead for how he's going, but he was sort of, my concern with him was on Wednesday night, as soon as the ball sort of got to him, it, the attack was halted and it just seemed to stop and every all the momentum had stopped. So I don't know if that was helped because the halves didn't step up once again and I spoke about that, we spoke about it um, the week before in this episode about Cleary and Luai just not having been able to step up on the origin level so far and who knows, maybe clear being out and we'll get into that. Could be a blessing in disguise. But, um, yeah, it's it's a tough one because he's never going to get dropped. He just seriously won't get dropped, James Tedesco. Freddie will not do it, especially while he's coach. So where else for the Blues at the moment? Can you see some changes, Matt? Uh, yeah, I think hopefully Latrell comes back in. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think Latrell... If fit comes back in, um, I'd like to see players actually play in their positions. Um, but to me, I think I still reckon Dylan Edwards or Gutho at fullback, mate. I don't think they would have tripped over with a player 20 meters away from them. Um, they would have saved the try there, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think if if we lose the next game, I think Fittler's done, to be honest. Yeah, I'm starting to think the same. The thing that really gets to me at the moment is the fact, and I've heard a lot of these league shows and radio stations and things like that talk about the fact on game one and Brandy comes out, and I, honestly, I'm a bit tired of Brandy, and I'll, I can get to that a bit later, but I'm really over his sort of mood and things like that. Uh, he's basically it's his way or the highway, and he's never wrong. But for mine, the problem with form is that sorry they need to pick on form not club selections because the rep scene origin level is completely different to club footy queensland get that queensland never pick in terms of who plays together at club land it's just we pick our best players and they make it work they play with passion there you go new south wales still all these years later since Andrew johnson that retired just don't get it still so I, I just don't know why they need to keep going back to this club combination, which has only won as one series out of the last last four. Like, it's not a proven winning combination. It's not that like like they've won five in a row and they're going to give them some time. What they, they, they haven't proven anything. Yeah. Uh, that, that's me. But let's quickly go into the Queensland side of it. Um, they basically didn't didn't lose. 
um, much at all. It was just a typical Queensland um, sort of Queensland performance with what they were doing. Um, Sid, what did you make of the Queensland side of things? I'm going to draw back on something Corey Parker said many years ago and um, when he first started commentary, so it was just after he retired, and he was talking about the Queensland mentality. And the Queensland mentality uh, is it's a very simple one. It's do 100% of your job and 10% of your teammates. And that last play where uh, Collins caught that high ball and there were three New South Wales players just standing around asking for his autograph or something, um, that was just a perfect example, you know. The, the Queensland players just kept their legs moving. It was, what, 78 minutes, something like that. I don't know. I had a few too many drinks. I can't remember what minute it was, but fair income, seriously. The Queensland players were all moving, and all the blue shirts, all the dark blue shirts, were just standing around, and you thought, okay, something's going to happen here. Then Collins, of all people, the bloody front rower, takes the ball and gives it in time to Munster, the, you know. Oh, it's just like... Talking about rubbing salt into the wounds, but that epitomizes Queensland for you. 100% of your job, 10% of your mates. If you went back and retold how this origin game played out and you told whoever was listening to you that the Queensland team would be the winners, they'd dead set laugh at you and go, go away and stop, get off the wacky tobacco, basically. Like they were never supposed to win this game of football, yet somehow we're talking about the fact that they've won it. And for mine, that's the, that's the issue. Like, go back to some of the of our selections. Like, for mine, Coruscant, a lot of people say um, he didn't do much wrong, but he didn't do much right either because he was out on his feet. He hasn't played 80 minutes of football his, this whole season and they've thrown him in the Origin Arena and expected him to go out and play 80 minutes. Like, they've set themselves up for failure before a ball was even kicked for mine, the selectors. And Billy Slater, Cam Smith, Jonathan Thurston are sitting there and they just get it right. Like the playmakers, uh, as much as I've knocked GCE in the past, he just steps up and gets it right at the big times, and he's done it time and time again. Um, he can easily just sit back and let Cameron Munster take over, and that's his style of play, and that's what he does. Um, Maddie, we're, we're, Queensland is obviously going to be forced to make some changes with a couple of injuries, but is there any real changes Queensland can be looking at? No, there. They just get origin. I hate to say it, but they just get it. Like, no matter who they put in that team, like, we're all talking last week about the selection of the Hammer at centre, and he absolutely carved us. Like, just Walsh, obviously, over Ponga, but even it, it wouldn't have mattered having Ponga in there. He would have done the same thing. Like, no matter who they put in that jersey, and they didn't change the colour of the jersey, just throwing it out there because that that made me angry. Um, but yeah, I, I, no matter who they put in there, they they could put me in there, and I'd still slot in and look like a superstar amongst that team. Like it's just, and you look at it, and you some of those names, you like, you wouldn't even pick him in your super coach, like. <laughs> And it, they're on origin just killing it. Like, yeah. I just think we need to take a lot from their structure because I remember a couple years back they said they've already got, like, six teams in waiting that train together that as soon as one player retires, the next one already knows all the cause or already knows everything. 
Fittler just too busy making them earth and walk around with no shoes on and do all his hippie hippie mumbo jumbo stuff and obviously it's not working, but um yeah, I don't know. To all the hippies out there, we love you. Continue yeah, sorry, guys. Page. Uh, I, I love what you guys are doing out there, so thank you. Um, Sid, I want to get to you about something. I just want to quickly ask you a fan question. Are you currently at the snow? <laughs> no, my home of sitting at the back, actually, because if I make a peep while the kids are trying to sleep, they jump up. That is home. That is home. And, and yeah, it's party time, so... Um, yeah, I have to I have to sit out the back, but I made some extra lighting just for you, Joel. Thanks, mate. We've got to I've got to ask the question now. It's Cleary's gone. Cleary's down and out. We've lost him for both games, two and three. Who is your halves combination? Actually, who's your? I'll go your spine, Sid, because I think this is a talking point. So I want your one, six, seven, and nine, and then give me your right. fourteen as well. Throw that in there. Okay. All right. Um, one, I'm going to go Dylan and Edwards because I've had enough of Tedesco, Tedansco, uh, the ice skater. Um, that's enough of that. Uh, I think Hines on, on that, yeah. On yeah. that, there's a guy who's normally on here. Uh, his name's Adam. He's been on the last couple of times, and he will be loving the fact that you're in on Tedesco at the moment. So just a quick <laughs> shout out. Adam's sick. We, we miss your ads, but I know he's watching in and out, so I'll probably be passing out soon, so we might lose him as a viewer, but keep going. Well, he clearly knows his footy because Tedesco's been past his best, Tedansko. Um, so, you know, so it'll be uh, Dylan Edwards for sure. Uh, I put Hines in at halfback on form um, with some contingencies, uh, conditions, I should say, not contingencies. I would say conditions. Um, and, and look, in the interest of keeping some sort of familiarity in the side, I'd leave Luai. I think Cody Walker's a, a better match to, to Hines um, because they both run at full pace when they're spreading it, whereas the Panthers boys stand and catch it when they spread it. Um, and it's only their line runners <coughs> that hit the ball at speed. So both their halves, Luai and Cleary, stand and catch it. Very, very, very rarely see them other than the slightest of jogs. Um, and I, w- I thought uh, Cook should start. I agree with you uh, earlier sentiments. Um, uh, they were expecting... Panthers form from Coruscant when they got Tigers Coruscant. Um, you know, with respect to him, like he's, he's just a little bit out of form, and you got to go with form. And and Cook was building to the form. The only problem was he did everything right, other than get picked for some reason. Um, and my fourteen would have to be um, someone that would would uh, cover the position. So it'd either be either be like a um, uh, I don't know, like a I'm not sure, actually. Maybe maybe Cody Walker can cover both halves, I guess. Yeah, not, not, not bad yeah. at all. Maddie, what's your take on your fine? So I'm going to go way left field here. Um, so if fit, I'd have Latrell, um, fullback. I'd have, I, as much as I want to say Moses at seven, um, I'd probably put Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds. Um, we've Cook nine, and then fourteen. I'm going to go left field, and I'm going to say Clint Gufferson. Wow! Okay. Or, or you could put Luai, Luai fourteen, because I know he can train. He's been training 
a bit of hooker and he's played a bit of hooker before. Um, but yeah, I, I think yeah, I think Cook, the south, the old Souths firm. Um, yeah, I, I don't mind if, that at if, all. If, if Fittler if Fittler's so adamant about players that are played together, like you just look at the Souths combinations and stuff like that. So I'd literally have like last last year's South spine before Reynolds went to Broncos. So I don't mind that shout at all. Uh, the thing I really my, my the way I'll go and and Troy listener he's actually got my one on the head. So I, I don't think Tedesco will get dropped for mine. He'll stay in there. Um, whether I think that's the right decision or not, but for now I think he just he will stay there. Um, Walk after mine five eight. Uh, now, the more and more I think about Walker, the more and more I think if they go, I could also go Hines in a way because I think at rep level five eight suits him more than it does halfback. Because, and I think Adam, uh, yeah, Adam made a point a bit earlier, and I'll pop it up now. Is that, and this is my concern with if they go with this one, it's Hines halfback, Luai five eight. There's no real kicking game there because both are very weak in that department. And for mine, that's and we're going to talk about this a bit later with the Cronulla Sharks. Is that I feel like this is one of their big downfalls is that the kicking game is almost non-existent when you compare it to like an Adam Reynolds and a Mitchell Moses where and a Nathan Cleary obviously where they're just superior. And if we go to SunCorp Stadium, the Hines Luai combination. We're not. We're going to be left for dead. Uh, Queensland will run all over us because the long kicking games is not there. So I'm, I'm going, going to. I'm going to throw another one out there. On kicking games, would you put Burton off the bench well, or as a center? That's for mine. I'll have Burton as my 14 because I think he covers that backline positions a lot better. Uh, he obviously can do the halves as well if need be. Fingers crossed it doesn't happen. But then. Reynolds is my halfback. Walker's my five, five eight. So I like Burton. He played well last year in that game three and things like that. Like he was the only one that was going after him and, and played with some passion. I was shocked that he wasn't included at all, at all in this sort of makeup of the 17. So Pines off the bench doesn't work. And because Brad Fittler doesn't know how to use him, basically. And there's not. Mine, um, Hines, and I've said it. Up before game one, Hines has to either start or Hines isn't in the team at all. That's that's my personal opinion on how that happens. And if he is to start, I'd be putting him at five eight. Boys, for now, let's put Origin aside. I'm, I'm a bit over talked about it for now. I want to steer clear. There's too much in clubbing going on, and we've got a guy on at the moment who's a massive San George Laura dragon, and I want to go straight to him. We all thought. Jason Rolls, signed, sealed, delivered. Now, City, people have listened to the latest fan episode we did. I was doing it with yourself. And we both actually agreed that it wasn't the right way to go. So I guess in a way you have it's happened. But, man, the process has been a bit of an embarrassment. Yeah, there's something really odd about the way the news trickles out of that club. And, you know, we did also talk about the leakage um, happening. We seemed to get news left, right and centre when it's not ready, it's not confirmed. Um, Rolls apparently was all but signed according to Rumorland and yet he didn't end up signing. Um, but having said that, I am I'm happy with that outcome for whatever reasons he rejected it, like he's got standards, like he's an 
you know, ten-time premiership winner. Like seriously, I don't know. Um, I don't know what the fuss was about him. They need an experienced coach. To, we've talked about that as well. We did cover that. And I, I was thinking um, like Hasler or, or, um, or Flanagan or even Tuvi if he's still interested in, in, in that lifestyle. He's, lost, he's already lost his hair, so it can't get any worse. Yeah, I, I'm, I've said it on, on post before on the page. I do think it's a, a job for an experienced coach now. We're, we're hearing Flanagan starting to get, poke his nose a little bit in, into that scenario. I personally feel like it's still a Des Haswell zone where he goes there for three years and basically just turns the place upside down and tells the board members to go and get effed, basically, which he will do every time he's at a different club, and that's why Manly got rid of him. Um, and that's basically how Des Haswell rolls. But that's what the Dragons need for mine. There's too much coming out of the club at the moment, and it's all coming from board members. Like, I heard Peter Douse was ousted, for, and there was massive campaigns about him, but now I'm hearing... He's still got most of the say around the club. Like, I don't understand how that sort of works when the, the members now um, voted to get rid of him. Yeah, he's still the chairman. Yeah, well... Still on the, still on the board. We One of the three Illawarra. I was going to say, like, talk about clubs like that. We're, we're used to that at Para, so... Unfortunately, it's, it's the way yeah. it goes, isn't it? Matty, who do you think, as, as your neutral, um, probably don't really care what way the Dragons go, but what, what do you think it, it's pointing I'd, towards? I'd go – I'd probably go a Flanagan um, or left field, maybe give Madge Maguire a go. I know he's doing some pretty good stuff with Canberra as an assistant coach, so um, – He's won a premiership. I know he didn't do too well at uh, his last gig at Tigers, but nobody's done well at Tigers. So maybe, I don't know, give him a bit of a run. Maybe they need to put like a, a coaching director in to just restructure how it's all done. And yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I'd be going probably Madge Maguire or Flanagan. Yeah, just a quick one for all those listening as well. Please post your comments in below and your questions. We'll get to them as we go on each subject. Um, well, I'll post them up and we'll give our thoughts on it. Everyone, Everyone's involved uh, for these shows. But for the Dragons, I feel like it almost needs the West Tigers set up. Now, when it originally happened, we all scratched our head and thought, how is this going to work? But it's actually working. Um, I feel like a senior coach, so like a Hasler, a Sheens, a Flanagan, and they have a young guy coming through with them for a few years that then takes over. Now, I'm hearing Dean Young could be that guy or Ben Hornby, and that's perfect because they're players that have been around the club. A lot of those young players have watched them play. They know who they are, so they've already got that respect built up. I feel that's almost a perfect scenario. Is that something as a fan, Sid, you could get around? Yeah, um, yeah that, that's, a, that's something I'm a lot more comfortable with then. A, um, a new coach, another old boy, you know. We've seen Barrett fail. I know he didn't coach at the Dragons, but we've seen Barrett fail, Brown, a good bloke, otherwise known as McGregor. He's a good bloke, so we'll give him three more years, like Fennigan, you know. Uh, Steve Price was a disaster as well. All these old boys, they're, they're, they're not coaches. Um, the problem with ex-players, if I may add, is very, very important. A lot of people don't know, is when they do their coaching ticket, as you go with the juniors, then you go to mod league, and then, and then um, you know, like uh, the 18s and above, right? You keep going up the ranks. 
when they're ex-players, they get exempt from those tickets. And along with that, they skip all the experience. So a lot of ex-players don't coach young kids. You know, Paul Gallen, who hates St. George, but he's a good example. They told him about coaching. He said, no, no, I coach my son. He's under 10s. This is under 11s. I'll go with him and I'll learn the way up. He can skip it all and go straight to first grade. But you can see they're just missing a lot of that foundation as a result. There's been a lot of talk about it. It's an interesting point you, you bring up there. And it's one that we could delve into a bit more and dive into is that a lot of these current, like we talk about Jason Rolls, for instance, he hasn't actually coached anywhere yet. And there was all this mad fanfare and media build up about the guy. He actually hasn't had control of a first grade team yet for any decent amount of time. It's, dangerous territory because we've seen it before where these assistant coaches that the lifestyle of being an assistant coach to being a uh, head coach is completely different assistant coach you're supposed to be best mates with them head coach you're supposed to be the guy that is basically hitler and and you make sure that they're doing the right thing so it's a tough one good luck dragons fans on who does get appointed or who knows it's it's taken that long now. I think even Dragons fans are over it. It needs to be fixed. It needs to be announced in the next, I'd say, week at least. Probably by Friday would be ideal who this is going to be and they can start moving forward. So to be fair, once since Griffin has left, I feel like they've been playing some decent footy. They're actually looking a lot better. So it's not a, a massive clean-out that's needed. It's just a, a coach that knows how to coach is needed there and knows how to organise the surroundings of what the Dragons club is. It just needs to be a, a full-on club coach, and then we go from that. So, Matty, you've got the para jumper on. Here's the next talking point, and I know we don't want to talk about it too much. Uh, um, just one a final bro. comment. You're a little pro. One final comment I want to go on the Dragons. I think this is a great idea. Um, they just need a barbecue and decide who the coach is. So, Sid, are you happy to have the barbecue at yours? 100%. Let's do it. <laughs> now, Matt, let's do it. Let's get the tissues out. Um, it was one of those moments where you start to get a little bit confident going. The season's turning around. We're starting to look good. And then Dylan Brown wants to go out so they and not control himself. Allegations are. We can't really talk too much about what's going on until it's more has come out tomorrow with the, the court case. Um, but as a fan... I've got my own things to say about it, but I'll let you go first because anyone who listens to the Para uh, Talking Para podcast as well, it'll be on tomorrow night. I've got a rant segment and it's coming up on that, but I'll give you a little preview. So, Matty, what's your thoughts here? Oh, don't. When are they going to learn? Like, did they not see this whole Jared Hayne thing? Have they not seen what, how. Hainsey had the world at his feet and then, you know what I mean? Like, come on, but in saying that, like, there's there's some players out there that I've known over the years and I've experienced it and gone to clubs with players and I know for a fact that there's some girls out there that do it on purpose. So I don't know what's going on, um, but yeah, I, I've seen little clips of the video, and it doesn't look good for Dylan. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like it just seems to me that 
every single time we get a little bit of hope as an Eel fan, something hits the media. And Sid wants to talk about leaks in his club. Our club has the worst leaks. So... We like, need plumbers, and we need some oh very good plumbers. God, like if it's not plumbers. salary, if it's not salary cap issues, it's not players going to Crown that Star City Casino with bikies. It's not. Oh, it's just out of control when we're about on the cusp of going on a run or hit, finally getting back in the top eight. Something just, but yeah, like I don't know. This is my rant. Now, I'll give you everyone a preview before hey, tomorrow. Dylan should have never purchased that apartment in the city. He should have stayed out west where it's it's further to go to nightclubs. And, yeah. Are you, are you hitting the panic button, Matty? Um, if you want me to. <laughs> I don't think it will work. <laughs> oh, look. No, that's right. I don't want to have my say on this matter and before I go to Sid. And this is not just on Dylan Brown and the Eels and the club. This is on first grade football players as a whole. And I don't get why players feel the need for when it's the bye week, whatever it is during the season, to go out on the drink, get plastered, get yourself into mischief. I'm, I really just do not understand why you're having that salary why you go ahead and do it. Now, you've got the money. Should have went to Bali. Mate, they should have just done they Honestly, they've got the money to hire a bloody penthouse somewhere, do whatever you want, no phones, no nothing, no one knows about it. That's what you need to do. My biggest gripe with it all is that you're a professional athlete, okay? I know of plenty of professional athletes, not even at the professional stage. I'll talk about athletics, for instance, and when I used to do it. That, that season used to go for in the build-up, the pre-season and the main season was about an eight- to nine-month period. Most athletes don't touch a drop of alcohol during that period, myself included, and I wasn't even professional because I knew what it affects of the body it has and how it affects recovery and things like that. Now, this is for first-grade football players who this is their life. A lot of these players, this is all they know. They're not, sorry to say, but they're not academic enough to have a future career post this, and this is how they set themselves up. Now, you're playing with danger getting into these scenarios. All of a sudden tomorrow, it could be torn apart. Your, your career could be torn apart. So players need to seriously start thinking about what their next moves are post-rugby league because they might not have it. They might not. They might have to fast forward to whatever that plan is. Sid? You've been around for a while. You've seen, obviously, back in the day, this wasn't as big of an issue because you had things like no cameras, no phones. I know a lot of the past players just get up to some mischief, but this day and age is a completely different story, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's the biggest problem. It's about being in the public eye and the public not really having the best interest of the player. Um, putting aside this Dylan Brown situation, that's a, a, a whole different thing. Um, but in terms of the public waiting for you to stuff up or waiting for you to get carried out of a club or a bit of push and shove with a bounce you know, all the phones come out, you know? Um, and, and as I say, it's not in the best interest of the player. So um, I 100% agree with you. They, they need to, uh, they need, if they want to go out and have drinks, look, I understand the young blokes, they're single and whatever else, you've got to go private. 
you've got to hire a room, put in money together. The Bucks rules, you know, the Bucks party rules. No phones. Everyone pulls out their phone, you throw them out. You know, I've seen it happen in Bucks parties too. Look, if it's going to come to that, you know, that I think of the guy that filmed, um, I think it was uh, Mitchell Pierce in the, in the public toilet, you know, um, and another time when Mitchell Pierce pulled that girl's, grabbed that girl's ass on CCTV. And another time when Mitchell Pierce, not, nah, anyways, that's enough for <laughs> <of> Mitchell Pierce. <laughs> anyway, you know what I mean? Like, it's, um, yeah, they, they have to be smart. Well, you've got to remember they are kids 22 years old. I went to a nightclub 10,000 times, probably why I didn't make the NRL, but, um, you know, they want to go out and drink, but they have the money to upgrade their, their scenario to a private area, private function only, um, and, and, and regulate it that way. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's disappointing, yeah. I know, I know there's certain clubs in Sydney that have literally, like, no phone policies when it comes to NRL players. Like, if, if they've got, they got, like, I think there was a story a couple of years ago about Roosters players. There was a bar in Sydney where they had a private room where no phones were allowed in. So they left their phones at the door and went in this pri- had like a private function room out the back of a nightclub so they can go in and not worry about what was going to happen. Like, you know what mean? like yeah, like, yeah, there's, there's, but in saying that, like, we, we know Dylan personally, like it kills me to know him. I know him personally and I don't know if he like, would consciously do something like that. Yeah. And these are all allegations for now. We have to keep saying yeah. that he has been charged. Yeah, that's but right. It's not yeah. one in the cause. We don't talk about the matter too much. But the other thing I'll quickly, for mine mainly, and I'm, they used to do this. I don't know if they do it anymore, but, but they used to always have this policy. If one was going out, sort of the, whoever was going out, we're all going together. And they'd always have security with them. They actually hired security company who, that was yeah. their job. They're well, still with them. Eels, the Eels used to, Eels actually used to have a security guard. Yeah, and, and they're called they called they called handlers. They called handlers. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I've heard some pretty good stories out of it because I know that the guy personally that was doing it, but he basically saved a lot of manly players their career. Basically, with some of the things he's literally grabbed ex players and gone, "You do that, you can piss basically your contract down the drain," and they've quickly. Sobered up and gone. Okay, let's let's not do that. And he's Ooh. just made sure they've always had sort of sectioned off areas and things like that. And I'll tell you what, if clubs don't do it at the moment, they need to look into that and quickly because this day and age, with how people are, like Sid mentioned it, there is people out there that want to make a quick buck off this and they'll set players Ooh. up. But players also Ooh. have to be better themselves, so it's sort of a two-way street. But um, look, that that's sort of it for that. I want to talk about a team before I go into some sort of mid-season predictions um, that for mine is they're up near the top of the ladder, but they're doing it in a way that I don't think gives them any hope for finals football once they get there. And that's the Cronulla Sharks. Now their top eight record at the moment is zero and five. They haven't beaten a top five, uh, a top eight team yet in any of the games that they've beaten uh, played. So if you're a Cronulla fan, it's, uh, it's got to be a worry because these are the teams you're going to be versing when the push comes to shove. And I mentioned it earlier. Now, my problem with them is, and it's no, nothing against Nico Hines, a great player, but they don't have an actual halfback at that club at the moment who can actually run the ship, 
and do that typical organise the play and do what they need to do. And that's, for mine, where it's going. So, Maddie, where are you at here with the the shark side and, and the fact that they, they can't beat these quality opposition? Yeah, I think it's a bit of second-year syndrome for Nico. Um, took the took the NRL by storm, yeah, like last year, and he decided to leave the storm. They as a fullback playing him halfback. Um, to me, I think it's if I'm if I'm Cronulla, I'm looking at if Nico is the future of that club. I'm looking at someone like. A Matty Moylan, maybe shifting him to either another position, and I'm moving Nico to six, and maybe bring Trindle in at seven because we've seen how much better Sharks are when Trindle's at seven. Um, and yeah, I, I'd do something like that, like switch it up a bit because everyone everyone knows what the play is going to be. Like they either go to Ramian or they go to Talakai, or it's just bomb and hope type thing, like. Um, and it seems like he's not really taken the line on as much as he did last year. And when they know it, they almost know it's coming as well. Like there was a game I watched about, I think it was like two weeks ago or something. And there was a gap, like he could have just strolled over untouched and he didn't take it on. Where we saw, like, we called it last last week when Moses straight from the scrum, the massive gap there, and I said he's going to run here, like in the stadium, and he done it. But I was watching the game, and yeah, they were they were losing it by four or something, and there was just this massive gap, and he could have just strolled over untouched. But yeah, I don't know. I think there's more to it. I don't yeah, know. Well, I- I think so as well. Sid, the Sharks are sitting nicely and nice and comfortably in the top eight, but for mine, things just don't seem right when you you can't notch a win against these top eight teams. When you've got teams like the Eels, the Cowboys, these are te- teams that are coming and chasing these clubs and have beaten the bigger teams so far this season where a team like the Sharks haven't done so yet. What, what's your worries about all the concerns about the Sharks? Um, yeah, in addition to what you guys said, uh, I would say that they rely a lot on their power game in the middle because their forwards are just monstrous. So, you know, they, they've, they've always had good forwards and each new bloke that comes in is bigger than the last bloke. And, you know, um, like Hammond Ueli has gone down a bit and then Royce Hunt's in there and he's doing damage scoring tries off the, you know, right under the post. And, uh, they, they, yeah, they're really good. I agree with the um, Heinz thing. Uh, I think he's better suited to attack the edges. Um, he's a little bit too close to the play the ball into the middle third of the field. Uh, and that's why you're not seeing him score other than the backup on the middle. So when he, when there's a line break down the, down the line, whether it's the uh, wing or center, and he backs up through the middle and they draw the fullback. That's the only time he's scoring now, really. Um, uh, but having said that, I'd rather be in their position than ours. Um, um, I think Fitzgibbon is building, but he's also learning at the same time. Um, they've got to figure out a way. Maybe this is not quite their year, but... They, the important thing is when they fall short, they need to take those lessons with them. Yeah, it's, it's good points. And this brings me on to the next uh, part I want to talk about. And, guys, uh, get your questions in, things like that, and we'll get to them shortly. Um, which team do we feel like outside of the eight 
is making a run to play finals football this year and then give me a team, you can maybe even have two, that you think is in the eight at the moment and looks like sliding out of the eight. Um, who wants to go first to you, boys? I need to look at the table again. <laughs> That's what I'm looking at now. Can you read it out to us? I'll, get, I'll give you the, the top eight. Because you, you, you know I don't do any research. Joel, you know I don't do any research. I'll read it out. I'll go top to bottom. So you got Penrith, Broncos, Rabbitohs, Sharks. Then you got Storm, Raiders, Warriors, Dolphins. That's your top eight. Your bottom eight, oh, bottom nine, sorry. Roosters, Manly, Knights, Eels, Titans, Cowboys, Bulldogs, Tigers. And then I've forgotten someone, the Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> this is, don't get me started. <laughs> this could be our first spoon ever in uh, 102 years. You know that? What 102 that? years. Who's who's coming out of the eight? Who's who's? I, I've got I've got one I've got one coming out. I, I just, with all due respect, I know I might regret this, but I think the Raiders. Um, they peaked and had a good run. They've got a great squad. Um, it's. Uh, but I think, yeah, I think they just they maxed out. And the 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 problem with the Raiders is they'll have an arm wrestle with the team coming first, and they'll have an arm wrestle with the team coming last. You know, um, they just every game's a grind for them. You know, so um, I think the Raiders will come out just purely on percentages. Um, and who is going to come in? Uh, there was a team you mentioned that I think might come in and. And nick that spot in in their place. That's that's on the rise. Um, uh, I'll, you have to come back to me on that one. Oh, I'll come back to you. I'll let Maddie go first then. <laughs> I was gonna say eels, but I'm like, shit. Are they in the eight? <laughs> no, no, we're out, mate. We're in the eight. Yeah. Um, okay, we're... <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so it's weird. Like, it's weird, and I know Troy's gonna. Troy's already said it. Yeah, I think. Um, I want to say Dolphins out of the eight, but looking at it, I think I agree with Sid. I think Canberra. Um, but looking at it now, just saying, I'm going to throw another left fielder out there. If Cleary's out for six weeks. Oh, right? here we go. No, no. <laughs> and you look at how, like, it's four points between ninth and first, right? If Cleary's out and they don't literally win a game with Cleary out and all the other teams win. <laughs> now, a bit of background, Sid. I live in Penrith and we don't get along very well. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got electric fence around your house or what? Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> if they didn't have Cogger, um, I'd, I'd probably be with you. Cogger was great. Yeah, I know. You yeah, but against the Dragons. Everyone's yeah. great against the Dragons. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to say I'm gonna say maybe Canberra drop out. And I think I actually, as much as I don't want to say Eels, because I think we need to miss the eight to get a few off-field management issues sorted. But, yeah, I think. I think Eels will slide slide back in the eight only just. Look, it's been said, um, Warriors and Dolphins are, are on the edge, and that's fair to say. Uh, these two love birds, and the comments are just 
Love and life. It's good to see him getting along this uh, this week. Maybe tomorrow night will be a different story. Tomorrow night. Wait for tomorrow night. See if they're getting along. Um, look, the Warriors are playing a great style and great brand of footy. So I'm reluctant to say they'll come out of the eight, but they've got a really hard run home. So I don't think they're going to be able to manage that. Um, I've been on it in the last week where I was putting out that run home posts and they've got a really hard run home. So I think they drop out. The Dolphins are sort of 50-50 with their run. Um, they could string, but they're starting to lose some players and that was the worry for them, their depth. So I could see them sliding out. Canberra, as Adam said, and as I, they're on the list because they've conceded 50. So... Uh, early on, but they can't do anything, so they're yeah, gone. But Adam's also got Cowboys going in there, and they conceded 60. Yeah, well, Cowboys can't do anything either, so what a turnaround <laughs> that is in two weeks. Who would have thought that you get beat by 60 and then you put 46 on the storm? Goodness me, or 45, sorry. Um, Cost my multi. Well, I think Cowboys are looking <laughs> like they, they could make a run uh, for it and make it in. Um, I want to... I want to say the Eels, and I don't want to say too much because I can't give away too much for tomorrow night, but my worry is this Brown situation, and it could become – he's such an important figure it, in it the club. It could become the Corey Norman situation. Well, he's so, he has such – even the work he does on the footy field, he's so important to the team at the moment. We're losing just, him. Just that he's tackles. Just tackles alone, right? Yeah, it, it could what make or break it. So, it was like it was like back in the back in the day. We'll come. We've got all our points stripped off us. We're going on a run. We needed to win what eight for the last ten, which I think it is now. Um, and we started going on this run, and then all of a sudden, Corey Norman gets done at Star City Casino and gets stood down for the rest of the year. And we've seen this before, haven't we? It's, it's yeah, just, but, yeah, but you didn't have Jake Arthur though. We don't yeah, have him we now, either. Have him, yeah. Is he? He's gone mid-season, is he? Yeah, oh, mate, a... where have you been? He's gone to Manly. He went there. And... Yeah, I, know. I thought he signed next year. No, no, he, he, played, he played for Manly on the weekend. <laughs> oh, did he? Yeah. <laughs> when does he ever play for? Seriously, it's terrible. Anyway, it's... Hey, Jake, Jake gave him his, his uh, football jersey. Jake to Jake. It was fantastic stuff. Love that stuff. Look, the old, so that's... The old ball boys. Yeah. Oh, he definitely made on his own merit, that's for sure. Anyways. Oh, we, we, no, <laughs> in, in, in saying that, just a He's quick average. One. He's average. Yeah. I think I think Dejan Arcee's like literally a replica of Dylan. I think they're just, they could be the same player. Like Gamble, gamble responsibly, guys. I have to say that, but with your head not over it, or whatever the saying is, I must say. But unlucky ads. Um, I, he, was, he, was, he was leading he, as well. You would have won. He, he would have won it. Wow. Well, that rip. And he, he oh, regretted well, every when he found out he could have won that year. He was so angry. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a smoky. Who's going to make the eight? The West Tigers, for mine, are playing a tremendous brand of footy at the moment. I had dogs. They should have, won, they should have beat the Raiders. And at the, at the start of the year, I put dogs to be be fighting for top eight in the last week of the. 
Let's just watch the West Tigers. Watch in the next couple of weeks. They're going to start coming up that ladder. But, guys, it's our weekly segment. I don't think Sid would have done this by now, but our multis. Um, guys, after this, we'll have a quick five minutes of questions. So get them in. If you've got any out there, please send us through a question about anything that's going on in the league or state of origin related, and we'll get to them. Um, Maddie, do you have yours ready to go? Yeah. Just let me find my screen. I'll go mine. I'll go mine. Um, I've got Raiders head to head. Just, just I'm not too sure if they'll smash them or not. So this went safely. Um, South Sydney 13 plus against the Dragons. Unfortunately, sorry, Sid. I think danger game. South Sydney bouncing back into form um, in a big way. I think the Storm because of the Sharks' record get the job done in a close one. So one to 12 for the Storm, and the Bulldogs to cover the line against the Eels with this. Off-field incidents, I think it could be a little bit of a distraction, but enough forwards back to the ears to get the job done. Uh, plus nine and a half start for the Bulldogs. So that's mine. And look, guys, you're probably thinking, yeah, nice multi. You'll probably get about five bucks for that, mate. 22.34. So gamble responsibly. Bet with your head not over it. These are your multi for the week, guys. This is the week. I can feel it. We're going to get one. We're going to get one this week. Matty? I've gone down by one every week. Friggin' storm last week. Oh, anyway, so mine is oh, Adam sent his through. All right, I'll so I got, oh, I got. Wait, I'll read Adam's out. Thanks, Troy. That's just a just a quick one, guys. You you win some, you lose more. That's the official yeah. slogan I need to use when we're talking gambling. So. Uh, thanks, so thanks here's here's Adam's multi. He's just sent through. Oh, he put it up. Oh, there we go. Tigers to win. So the fans all know this. Tigers to win. Para thirteen plus. Brisbane thirteen plus. Turbo anytime try score. Now that he's being cleared, and you know we'll actually touch on that. It's the first question that's come in after this because. That's a, a pretty big talking point for mine, actually. The fact and that I think that's, I think that's a what's, what's, 15, what's the pain that's it's Give paying $15.41 power not play. Bad. Not bad. There's your getting off the Megarang noodles Mate. for a week. Thank you. Mate, how, do, how does Reed Marnie play after being knocked out? Just saying. Um, anyway, so here's my one I've got Canberra 1 to 12. I got Broncos thirteen plus. I got Roosters to beat the Panthers head to head, Ooh, and I've got Mel- Melbourne Storm to cover the line at minus five and a half. All up with the power play twenty nine dollars sixty four. I mean, Matt, buddy, look out! That is, you can go to the the center point tower for dinner after that. <laughs> Maybe. What do you got? All right. Someone's going to have to draw it up for me because I'm using my phone for this live. Um, sure, I've out. got – I have to go Dragons plus the start. I just um, – I think they've been improving. I know Souths um, can put a cricket score on at any, t- any stage, but I'm going to go Dragons plus the start. I'm going to go Tigers win. Um, I'm going to go Broncos, Broncos 13 plus. They're just very impressive. Um they got Reynolds back, and, and they're much better. And um, there was one more leg I had. What was it? Um, I think it was minus to start. I think they're gonna they're gonna um, it's gonna galvanise in this situation here. So I've got four legs for you. You know, 
Yeah, thanks for that. Um, were you able to do that live for us, Matty? Yeah, I'm just finishing it off now. Oh, we'll just that, some time that is with the power play. That's eleven dollars fifty-seven. Yeah, not beautiful. Bad. So you'll get off your meagering and upgrade to cocktail frankfurts. So not bad. <laughs> <laughs> he can cut. He can cut up the co- cocktail frankfurts and put it in the meagering. Oh, yeah. there we go. Now, guys, I said put your questions in, and Adam started us off there mentioning turbo. I think this is something we need to talk about. We haven't done so yet. The NRL's cleared him and he's able to come back and play. Now, for mine, if he wasn't in line for State of Origin, no way in the world they would clear him to play this. Um, it's For mine, it's actually a bit of a joke. The NRL came out at the start of the year saying how much they're protecting the, the players. They, they want the best for the players' welfare, safety. This goes against everything they're talking about because there's a, a blanket rule there. And how can you now – basically what you're saying is – the doctors are getting it wrong and the all the research that has happened is wrong and it's not a don't need a, a stand down period it's it's fine let's go back to how we were basically this if they've done this now for one player what's other players going to going to come and how can they say no to them sid what's your opinions on this one this happened today if you were able to catch it Oh, fair think of seriously. Turbo shouldn't have been cleared to play this year. He's playing that bad. He's playing on one leg. He goes to origin at 70%. The hammer takes him through the cleaners, and now he's injured and apparently playing. Was a head injury, was it? And he's apparently magically better again. Fair think of no. No from me. HIA, HIA, mate. So, <laughs> oh, mate what, what's your thoughts on this one? On which one? Oh, the turbo. Sorry, I know you've been oh. on live bets and whatever else you're doing. No, no. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a weird one, eh? Like, <laughs> we've had, what, the last two weeks in a row, we've had two players sit out in a, what, 11-game, whatever it is, but how how can he fail a HIA and then play, like, four days later kind of thing? Like, it's, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It, it, yeah. it seriously just doesn't make sense. And I know yeah. I'll, put up, I'll put it up this morning. A lot of people were basically just saying, is this a joke? Is this actually serious? Because yeah. I don't think many people can actually believe that the NRL has actually cleared this. Like all the research that all sports have done over the last few years about this and how much of a serious issue it's become. And then for this to happen, it's, it's next level. But anyway, uh, that's it, guys. There's, no real other questions come in. A lot of watches. Don't be don't be shy, guys. Get involved. It's, it's fantastic. When Adam, questions. Adam, question and read money. I mean, Marnie. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, slip okay. of the tongue. <laughs> who, who? Let fast forward time. Let's send us off with. We're fast forward to next week. And who's the coach of the Dragons for twenty twenty four? For every Flanagan. You reckon Flanagan's getting a nod? Yeah, yeah, oh, I think he's going to get it um, because he went from making a, a like a saying in a, I think it was a podcast or the radio or something that he wasn't, he was never going to go for it. And you know, like we discussed last week, Joel, like would you take a two hundred thousand dollar assistant coach job or a seven eight hundred thousand dollar head coach job, one of seventeen prestigious jobs in Australia? You know, you'd be stupid not to. All of a sudden, they're talking to his um, manager. It'll be Flanagan. again. You, you'll know it. You'll know he's going there when Bulldogs release 
Kyle and he signs with Dragons for next year. Oh, yeah. Just oh, saying. Yeah. We've already spoken about this, but his father-son combination Just is a dangerous, dangerous combination. You should avoid it at all costs, is my opinion. Yeah. Very, yep. very rarely works. The Clearies are a different beast, but and probably the Langs because the <laughs> big, big uh, Martin Lang just ran like a bloody freight train, and that doesn't impact you really if your dad's telling That's you. Right. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> it doesn't work too much. Matty, who is your halves pairing for the Blues moving forward? I'm going to say Reynolds and Walker. Lock it in. Lock that in. So that gets announced on um, obviously quickly as well. With the next week, the lot, a lot of people have been talking about this and a bit confused. The Origin lineups get released next Tuesday because there's a game on Monday. So that's the Eels versus the Dogs. So it's a shorter campaign as well. That means I think it only ends up being an eight-day campaign yeah. instead of a 10-day. So which, that's going to come kinda, into... It kind of makes you wonder if you'll just pick the same team if it's going to be yeah. a short turnaround. That's that's the thing there. I feel like that could be a cha- changing point or a turning point there. So... That's it, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we've reached our time. Uh, it's time to say goodbye to our lovely friends. Thank you, everyone, for the support to the page. It's been growing massively. I appreciate everyone so far that gets involved with posts, videos, watches these shows live. We'll keep doing them. Um, people are loving them. Uh, we'll have Adam back next week, no doubt. He'll won't come up with a mystery on us once again. Please, add stay at home this weekend and just watch footy. <laughs> just do what's good for you, mate. Thank you. Sid, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. Last minute call up. Um, look, we'll probably get you in a couple more times as well, especially to talk more about the Dragons. There'll be able to probably be another story, no doubt, about your club. I'm your number 14 as well, anytime. Thanks, mate. I appreciate it. And Matt, thanks again. Obviously, guys, sports cards, anything related, you can ask. Message the League of Inches page. I'll give you the link. I'll get you in contact with Matt. Or message Matt. Uh, it's Tate Sport. Is it Tate underscore Sports Card? And there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah I've done whatever it is. It's I'll, t- I'll do a post. You'll be able to find the link. So Matty, thanks, mate. Thanks for coming on. No worries. No worries. And Tate Sports as well. Go f- find in there. And tomorrow night, Eels fans, if you want to watch all the craziness that will unfold, I have a rant lined up. It's, you've already <laughs> probably seen most of it, but uh, tomorrow, what time are we kicking off, Matty? Uh, 8.30. 8.30, Talking Para podcast. Thanks, guys. Enjoy your night. See you, guys.